Welcome everyone to a new episode of The Tap. I'm your host, author Andrew Hess, and today we are going to be covering the SmackDown recap. SmackDown last night was really not impressive at all. Um, for me, you shouldn't be waiting to the final episode of your weekly shows to find out who the final participant is for a match, unless you're making it a surprise entrant. I made this comment last week, and I stand by it again this week. There was no surprise entrant. They wound up bringing out four people. So for, let me actually kind of back up. First off, you start off the show with the six male participants for Money in the Bank, in the ring, all cutting a promo against each other on who's going to win, who's going to cash in, and when. It was... It was just kind of a, a, a standard and typical WWE thing where I would have rather have seen the six men have a six-man tag. That realistically could have been your main event and probably should have been. In my opinion, you should have had it where these six men had a big six-man tag at the end of the show you could have had it end in a double disqualification all hell breaks loose and then adam pierce says who the final person would be for the match that would have been fine instead you had all six of them standing on top of ladders well five of them standing on top of ladders and omos just standing next to a ladder to show his impressive height all going on and saying how they're going to win the money in the bank. Then you had the Miz come out. And then you had Ezekiel come out. And then you had Corbin come out. And then you had Madcap Moss come out. This gets turned into a 10-man battle royal. Which, it wasn't bad to have it as a 10-man battle royal. Because it allowed, it did allow the six participants for the Money in the Bank match to get their hands on each other. Along with the four people who are basically sitting here going, I need a shot, I should be in the match. You end up winning, you have Corbin be the one who wins it. He, he, sl- he slid out of the ring at one point. He slides back in at the very end to help eliminate, uh, I believe it was Seamus. Uh, I don't remember if it was Seamus and Drew McIntyre or it was Seamus and somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Um, but Corbin is the one who gets the win. Almost immediately following this, we come back from break. Corbin gets interviewed backstage. And he's saying how he's going to, he should be in the Money in the Bank match. And he's so happy that he wound up winning this battle royal, blah, blah, blah. Kayla Braxton uh, reiterates the fact that Pat McAfee had issued a challenge to Corbin for SummerSlam, which just wipes the smirk off of Corbin's face and he avoids the question and walks away. Um, your main event match then gets turned into a fatal four-way match 
with the four people who were basically begging to be part of it. Uh, Madcap Moss gets the win uh, over Miz, Corbin, and Ezekiel. After Corbin had knocked out, uh, had taken out Ezekiel, Moss throws Corbin into the ring post and steals the victory. So now your final participant for that match is going to be Madcap Moss. So you have Drew McIntyre, Riddle. Uh, you have Madcap Moss, Sheamus, Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn, Seth Rollins, and Omos. I, I feel like half of them really should be in the match, and half of them shouldn't be. I don't feel like Omos should be part of this match. I think it's he he's too stiff in the ring still to be part of a ladder match. Um and frankly, I think he's like he's way too big for it. It, it was the same kind of it was the same thing that I had against Mark Henry or Big Show ever being part of the money in the bank ladder match. It just it doesn't fit well. And Mad Cat Moss, I feel like he should not be part of it partly because he is injury prone and partly because I just don't feel like he's done enough to earn a spot in that match yet. Um, we're going to see what happens when it comes to money in the bank later on. You also had Natalia and Ronda Rousey video package uh, followed by a Natalia promo and then later on in the night, you had a Ronda Rousey promo. You had New Day cut a promo in which they were supposed to have a tag team match against the Viking Raiders. And the Viking Raiders came out and just destroyed the New Day. You had a Sonya, Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce promo where she just basically says that she had uh, filed um, an, agree- uh, an grievance against Adam Pierce and then slaps him. Usos and the Street Profits have a Q&A promo that in the ring with Kayla Braxton giving questions from the WWE universe. Uh, you had Max Dupree cut a promo backstage, finally going to announce who his, uh, who his male models are. And I was hoping that they were going to actually be either pretty deadly or I was hoping that they would be someone other than people that were existing already on the main roster. Um, Instead, we wound up getting two wrestlers who have already been handed crap gimmicks in the past and are now getting even more crap gimmicks. Um, So Max Dupree comes out to the ring and announces that Mace and Mansoor uh, are his are his first two male models that he's introducing because they found their love of fashion. So Mace is now going to be known as Ma Se, and Mansoor is now going to be known as Mansoa. Uh, I, I really would love to know what the hell these writers and the people who come up with these gimmicks are thinking when they do this, like 
what what makes you think that this is going to get over? Pretty deadly, I would have expected, because you could easily keep them as pretty deadly and have them being managed by Max Dupre. Because they are already in that kind of elevated level of Breeze Dongo, essentially. Um, it would have worked that way. But you're bringing in two guys who've been already handed shit gimmicks. And you're giving them more of, the, uh, of, uh, of horrible gimmicks. Come on. Uh, I mean, Mace is a huge guy, or Masse, whatever you want to call him now. He's a huge guy. Him and T-Bar should have been just dropped the retribution gimmicks, dropped those horrible names of Mason T-Bar. You could have had him go back to Dijakovic and Mace. I mean, you could have put him as any other name and just made them a monster tag team. No gimmicks really needed. And it would have worked. Mansoor. I really didn't see him ever elevating to anything. He should have been dropped to NXT. It would have been better for him. On top of all that, we had the uh, Gunther video recap of him basically destroying Ricochet and successfully defending the Intercontinental Championship last week. And we also had a mat, a six-woman tag team match where six of the seven women in the Money in the Bank match competed. You had Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Alexa Bliss getting the win over Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, and Shotzi, uh, where Liv Morgan had hit her Oblivion finisher on Shotzi. Uh, basically, all the women base had essentially started hitting their finishers or a version of a finisher uh, to at the end of the match where Liv hits Oblivion to get the win. Afterwards, you had Becky Lynch jump in the ring. She starts attacking Asuka, hits the manhandle slam on Asuka, and rolls out of the ring. But you had her celebrating with Liv and Alexa Bliss, who literally just stood there and watched Becky Lynch attack Asuka and hit manhandle slam and did absolutely nothing to help. Not even to try to run her off, not to try to run interference or anything like that. But two baby faces just stood there while the third baby face gets attacked and did nothing. Now, you can make the argument that they looked at it as, you know, hey, that's one competitor in the Money in the Bank match that's getting softened up. But I don't really think that that would be the case. And it really just annoyed me that they went that route and just did this because it would have been different if Asuka had gotten the win and Becky Lynch attacked her. Or you had Liv and Alexa Bliss celebrate in the ring. Or you can have Asuka have celebrated with them in the ring, and Becky Lynch grabbed Asuka, pulled her out of the ring, and then hit manhandle slam and ran away. Those could have worked. But having all three celebrate in the ring, Becky Lynch slide into the ring, attack Asuka right in front of her teammates, and hit her finisher on her. And no one even... Mo like make a motion to run Becky Lynch off or to stop her really just goes to show how little attention to any kind of detail or logical thinking WWE has anymore. 
So I'm interested to see what's going to happen when it comes to the money in the bank pay-per-view. That is going to be today. And I'm actually looking up the, the final uh, the final rundown for money in the bank. Let's see. Here we go. So we have the full the full rundown. It's going to be the United States Championship match. Austin Theory defending against Bobby Lashley. We are going to have the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship match between the Usos and the Street Profits. Bianca Belair will be defending the Raw Women's Championship against Carmella. You're going to have the SmackDown Women's Championship match where Ronda Rousey defends against Natalia. Women's Money in the Bank match is going to have uh, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Liv Morgan, uh, Alexa Bliss, Raquel uh, Rodriguez, Shotzi Blackheart, and Lacey Evans. You're going to have the Men's Money in the Bank match. Omos, Sheamus, Madcap Moss, uh, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Seth Rollins. That is the rundown for what's going to happen, you know, at least the card for Money in the Bank. And we're going to come back tomorrow or maybe Monday, depending on the time frame that we have, to go and give you the results. Until then, I'm author Andrew Hess, and tune in next time to find out what's on tap.